Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I have got Jesse Loesch. Oh, I'm here. Yep, me. I got Total. Justin. Hello. I got Emma. Hello. I got Everton fan, Adam Scott Allen. Scott, I'm Scott. I've got Roma shirt, Scott. And Good I've got person. L to the I to the V to the E to the R to the P to the O to the O to the L fan, Adam, Ali. How are you? Good evening, I am fantastic. I bet you bloody are. I want to take it back that that is the most bad thing that's happened today so far. Um... <laughs> uh, as a sort of show of hands, everybody, just put your hands in the air if you're a um, if you're a league champion. Sorry, does he remember that this is a visual? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My okay. team is currently reigning champions. You're not on a video. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We've got no idea. Okay, right. So um, we are talking 24 hours after Liverpool won the league. Um, so a fair bit of the shows we talk about that. We're going to be talking about some of the other bits and bobs of the leagues uh, throughout England. And oh, we're not really. We're just going to talk about Liverpool, aren't we, Ali? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the edit's not going to reflect that. <laughs> Okay, so it's for the first time since 1990, um, after the use of 239 players, nine permanent managers and £1.47 billion spent in transfers, Liverpool have won the league. Um, They did this thanks to Chelsea beating Manchester City 2-1 last night. Um, Social distancing went out the window outside Anfield. Uh, Adam borrowed my clipboard and high-vis and posted on the WhatsApp group pictures. Um, Ali, how are you feeling? Actually, I don't know. I still feel quite strange, very surreal. Um, I should have been like one of those outside Anfield, but obviously with everything that's going on, I feel like we can't celebrate properly. I didn't get to my bed till about four o'clock this morning, and then I was back for work at half past six. Um, what were you doing until four o'clock? Nothing. Literally lying, wired to the moon, just not being able to sleep, watching videos. I thought I'd finally calmed down. I watched a video of Jurgen Klopp crying when he was talking to Graham Souness, and that set me back off again, and that took me another two hours to calm down. Have you seen Trent Alexander-Arnold drunk talking to Sky? Is that the one with Robertson and, and Ox as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they were all fairly, fairly intoxicated last night by, by the videos, and... You know what, Trent of all them probably deserves it the most. Like the, the age of him, the the level he's got to such a such a age. Two Champions League finals, one and one Premier League season, and what two and a half seasons have been a like full professional. Well, not easy. professional, but first team player. Easy this football, like isn't it? 
Yes, I, yeah. I mean, probably it was that easy for Gerard for a year career. Uh, Justin, uh, Jürgen Klopp said afterwards, quote unquote, uh, history is no burden anymore. Um, he's right, presumably, is he? He is right. Um, you know, it was obviously his, his stated goal when he took the position several years ago. It, it honestly, to me, I, I knew pretty quickly he was the right man for the job. I didn't think he would accomplish it quite so fast with, with City's millions at their disposal. We'll have to speak about their title defense, possibly the worst in Premier League history, but uh, it takes nothing away from what, what Klopp has accomplished. It really is. He's, he's been backed well by the owners. He's, they've obviously recruited fantastically, but I really think it's at least 80% down to him. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, Adam, did you see the uh, nice tribute that Liverpool did to Manchester United on the backs of their shirts? Yeah, yes, I did, yeah. <laughs> so Liverpool wore the shirts with saying um, 19-20, uh, which I thought was some sort of reference to a year or something, but obviously it's the season, but it looks like they've got, they're have got sort of doing a tribute showing they've got one less trophy than Manchester United, so it's very classy of them, I thought. Um, I was going to say, you, you talked about sort of title defences there, Justin. Is it too early to uh, compare, because the season isn't over, is, is it too early to compare this to other seasons of the past? I think we tried doing, or oh, this was sort of done to us on the WhatsApp group last night, wasn't it, Alec? Um, you've always sort of thought the Invincibles were overrated, haven't you, a little bit, Justin? But how does it compare to that or City's win last season? What do you mean, the, in terms of City's title defence or Liverpool's title win? The title wins, how do they compare? Or can you Much compare better than it? You you can't really because let's let's see what they accomplish in terms of a points total. Um, I think they're much better than the Invincibles. That's embarrassing in itself. It took them all this time. The <laughs> That's true. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah, I mean, you always have the difficulty of comparing different eras, and so it, I, I don't think um, you have to remember the Invincibles had twelve draws, and Liverpool aren't going to have twelve draws. They're you know they're, they're the points total will will tell the story in large part, and I like to just go with that. Yeah. No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Jesse, I've done sort of deep analysis with these other people here. Um, did you see Jurgen Klopp dancing? Oh, is that my deep analysis? Yeah. Yeah. Are we going on the choreography? Yeah. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I felt it was, um, you know, very German. Uh, I give him, you know, I think points for enthusiasm, fewer for substance but he's doing great yeah yeah i mean i'd cast him like in the background of my next musical oh okay you're happy yeah. with that yeah yeah i think you know if we're doing bend it like beckham he could be like third from the back dated me yeah 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 okay yeah um anyone want to say anything about uh fsg um where this sort of uh, because they sort of took over at a time at Liverpool where uh, the club was in serious danger of going into administration. Um, they were really sort of rocked down the bottom. Um, and there's been a bit of kickback towards them following Timo Vernon sort of not getting uh, his move to Liverpool. Does anyone want to say anything about FSG or how much this is down to John W. Henry and his vision? What, how much was it that you said that they spent on transfers? Since 1990, 1.47 billion. How much since he took over? Uh, I think I read today he's got a ninety-two million pound net spend. Jurgen Klopp. They're not exactly the little team that could, are they? 
Uh, no, they're not. But which team is at the top of their individual well, league? I guess Leicester were. Did the cops Sorry. come after me for saying that? No, I'm. I'm... <laughs> we've got we've got Ali on, so he's in Scotland. That's probably what it is. Definitely not me. Yeah, go on. So uh, yeah, they're not, they're not quite a little team that was no, but you know, um, uh, Barcelona didn't exactly get Coutinho on a um, in a raffle, <laughs> did they? No. Yeah. Well, I'm every team's got to speculate, I'm haven't they? Honored to have funded your success. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? One thing on that, like yeah, yeah, we spent money, um, but you just said one point four billion. Yes, nineteen ninety. Yes. How much have Man City spent in the last five years? Oh, at least that, probably double, triple. Like, and I'm not, I'm not claiming we're that little team at all, not whatsoever. But no big team is that little team. We're always going to spend money. It's like it's how you spend it and. The money, fortunately for Liverpool, we've got silly clubs like Bournemouth and, and Barcelona um, who are willing to pay over the odds for, for certain players. But again, that's only because Liverpool are such a club and have managed to propel those players to make the value back. I, I, yeah, we're never going to be a little club and bringing in free transfers um, to make them better. But again, we, we have brought in a lot of players um, from for little money and good back. Joe Gomez. Three three and a half million, um, pinnacle to the squad. Trent's a youth player. Um, we've, we the money we spent big on. Obviously, the two main ones were Allison and Van Dyke. But as Emma says, I mean that's the two players specifically we funded from selling one player. And look at the difference it's made having having a goalkeeper like Allison. When you think of all those title challenges that we meant to have put in in thirty years, how many of them did we lack having that that goalkeeper? Or not even so much in centre half presence because we we've we've had good centre halves, but like Pepe Reina, I would say, has probably been our best goalkeeper at the time, and he was never really a a league winning one. You know, he had he was prone to multiple mistakes, not just you know the odd one. Where Allison, even the other night against Everton, had nothing to do, and then he had those two chances. I think it was, I want to say it was Calvert Lewin's header, and then there was another save just after it. But having had nothing to do, just how important spending that extra money has been and then you look at Kepa from Chelsea who's not really had the same impact but cost more I, I, I think the money is in today's world is, is almost irrelevant I get the Leicester argument but again that's a it's a one-off isn't it really yeah um, Adam do you want to say some nice things about Jürgen Klopp no <laughs> <laughs> Very restrained. <laughs> Adam, do you want to say anything at all about Jurgen Klopp? Not to digress. Justin, do you want to say some things about Jurgen Klopp? I don't think there's anything new to say. He's 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 great at his job. He has a new job now, and I and I I would guess if he hasn't already started preparing for it, he will soon. And, and that's you know maintaining this level. It was it was obviously the big goal to get there, and and one of the things that uh, no one will ever be able to take away from Alex Ferguson was his ability to reinvent Manchester United sides that appeared to be built around a couple of charismatic players, and then those players would leave, and the success would continue. Um, uh, I, I I think that was probably behind Liverpool's um, fairly high profile. 
uh, attempt to, to the, the, the recent signing. But um, why have I forgotten him? Who, who went to Chelsea? Who just signed with Chelsea instead of Liverpool? Well, yeah. Team event. Werner, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and so you look at that squad, you look at that 11 and think you, no one really needs shifting, but he'll be thinking about it. He'll be re- recognizing that you've got to bring in hungry players. The, the success that Liverpool have had in the last 18 months and the trophies they've won can work against a dressing room and, and lead to a little bit of complacency. We've, we've seen it happen and he'll want people in there that want to chase that same level of success. So I would think his second phase of of his his Liverpool project it begins now. Yeah, there's a lot of players in the sort of late twenties mode. Um, I think Jordan Henderson's thirty this year. Salah, Firmino, and uh, Mane are all late twenties. Virgil Van Dijk's pushing late twenties as well. So there is a re- rebuilding job of sorts through there, it's, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's not even really just about the age. It's just really about the the hunger level and the desire mm. in the squad and and having players that maybe haven't quite achieved all, all that. And then also we mm. have to remember that Jordan Henderson's running style could, uh, could cause him injuries in the future at some point. Does nobody remember that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a rare. That was a miss for Sir Alex. Hey, <laughs> just not a professional athlete. <laughs> um, Adam, what do you put the success of Liverpool down to? Is it their sort of the fact that they went and got the strong goalkeeper? There's that three amazing strikers, the two fullbacks, Andy Robertson, Trent Alexander Arnold. What do you pinpoint the success of Liverpool to? Sorry, Chris, I couldn't hear you then. What was Liverpool's success down no, to? Still not good, mate. <laughs> probably best to talk, try it to someone else. <laughs> Jesse, go on then. What was it down to, do you think? Oh, God. Um, you know, I really wasn't... Jesse, could you do me a favour? Could, could you, sorry, I know I interrupted you. I'm really sorry. Could you do me a favour? When you yeah. finished answering, could you ask Adam what he thinks it's down to? No, no, Chris. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I will, I will not do that. Um, this is bullying. <laughs> please don't put me in the middle of all my friends. <laughs> um, hey, Ali, nice shirt. Thank you. Thank I thought it was appropriate for tonight. Yeah, you guys, um, should we talk about Dejan Lovren's 45 tweet that got everybody spewing? Yeah, why were people upset by that? Because we everybody thought he was talking about Trump, and he was talking about 45 minutes. What's 45? He neatly diverted the conversation. Do you see that? Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's the 45th president of the United States. Uh, okay. 45. Gotcha. And, you know, Dejan Lovren. And Dejan Lovren. Okay. okay that go, go. Diversion. Yes, that was a great diversion. But what do okay. you make of, what do you put it down to, though? Oh, I don't care. I just really wanted to distract you from Adam. <laughs> go on, anybody else? What, what is it? Because he, like, why are you, Club. he knew what he was doing, and why are you taking the attention away from your team? <laughs> is it down to any one position in particular, or any one particular part of the system that works for anyone? It's that for Club. Yeah, yeah. yeah about that, right, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Emma. He makes them play in, in his image. Yeah. They kind of embody everything that he is. Are we all big fans of watching Jurgen Klopp get drunk and dance and all the Liverpool players dancing? Yeah, I, I could watch all day. Yeah. I feel like I'm here as a cautionary tale. <laughs> to make sure that you guys invest properly in your football club or that you will end up like Barcelona. And you don't want that. 
<laughs> no, we definitely don't. Um, yeah. you, you don't want that. You need to start replacing people now, or at least thinking about it. Otherwise, you'll end up with a midfield of 30-plus players who can't run anymore. And Arthur, for some. And are paid way too much money. Just, Justin summed it up about putting into phases. You know, Klopp's done phase one. You know, it was build the squad. He, he came in right away. He says he put a time scale. Obviously, he was a bit late on it about winning the league. It is now about rebuilding as such. You know, not like mass clear out, obviously, but slightly tweaking the squad. You'll have to change the, the formation and even the style of play sometimes, like in certain games. Um, and... We, we need more squad depth in a way, and especially in certain positions. Um, and that's where, obviously, the, the negative side of FSGs came in, especially in recent weeks with the, with the Werner deal. But, um, I mean, we'll not know until whenever this transfer window opens for this crazy end of season, start the next season. But, yeah, we can't, we can't rest on our laurels. Like I've always said, after winning the league, I probably won't care about football for a couple of years because I've finally seen what I've been waiting on for, for such a long time. But, you know, being being honest and realistic, obviously we're going to care. So, And we'll still get upset if we don't get the players we want. Or, And we do, and like Emma says, like Barcelona rested on that that set. And Arsenal probably the same way, if you look at the Arsenal dominance, if you can call it, and the start of Wenger's time, you know, they, they were so reliant on so many players. Um, and there was no changes. And that's what we have to, have to avoid. How many montages have you watched today? I I don't think I've been off my phone since about nine o'clock last night. It's been <laughs> on the government charge. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, right. I feel like I've lost at least one of you, so I think we probably need to move on to something else. Um, so we'll talk about the game that got Liverpool the title. So this is Chelsea 2, Manchester City 1. Chelsea took the lead through Christian Pulisic. Um, a free kick coming with De Bruyne equalised, then uh, Pansy later on with William. Were Chelsea worthy winners last night, Adam? I stayed a hundred miles away from that game. Didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, can I ask you about? Can I ask you Justin about Kevin De Bruyne uh, about um, the Kevin De Bruyne goal? Did you see? Have you seen the highlights or the game? Yeah, I watched the game. Uh, Kepper's arms when diving for that free kick. Why was that an error that he didn't have his arms stretched out, or did he just think I'm not even get anywhere near this? I get the feeling if he kept his arms stretched, then he might have got a touch on it. Possibly. I don't know that he keeps it out. I mean, the, the thing we always say about free kicks now is from from that range, do you really need uh, to offset yourself that far to one side and, and give that much trust to the wall? Because a decent player with, with the technique that Trent has can get it up and over the wall and down under the bar. I, I wouldn't put too much blame on Kepa, though. I mean, that, that's, that's a, a fantastic hit. Not a lot of goalkeepers are going to keep that one out, but... He's not. Uh, he's not really covering himself in glory or living up to that price tag just yet, is he? No, not quite, is he? What do you make of the um, Fernandinho save? Has he got a future as a goalkeeper? Not bad. Yeah. Can I yeah. Ask you a goalkeeper question. Sure. Did they? Was it um, to Ederson's advantage and or Williams' advantage that they play together? So like they know each other better. Does that make it easier or harder when going up for a pen? I would. It makes it marginally better for Ederson. It didn't matter in this case, but obviously, the more you've seen someone take a penalty, the the more you're able to read their body cues and and have some idea where they might be putting, you know, their shot. But a well placed penalty isn't going to be saved. 
I, I, I think almost every penalty in the history of this game that's ever been saved was was not a particularly good penalty. Okay. Um, Chelsea, were they winning the game, do you think? Yeah, yeah I think they were worthy winning the game. Yeah, the C- City are, are a mess. Um, we all know if there were, what, how many how many books were written about the, the runner-up finish for Liverpool four or five years ago? There were like six books written about that season. So we all know there'll be 35 to 70 books written about this season, Liverpool season. There should be a pretty serious inquest uh, about City's season, their, their title defence, their inability to, to mount any kind of challenge at all and the, the wide and, and varied recruitment problems that they've had. Um, I, I'd be very interesting to, to get a little bit of behind-the-scenes insight. It's a shame Amazon didn't do their uh, documentary on them for this, this season. Um, they think they named three teenagers on the bench, City did. Maybe they got one eye on the FA Cup this weekend, realising that there was literally no point playing their strongest team yesterday. Justin, is it not as simple as an injured centre-half? I mean, that's a big part of it, but then, but that's recruitment also. Why why is one of the world's richest teams that dependent on... How is old is Laporte? He's no youngster. Why are they that dependent on, on, you know, just one or two players? You've got to be able to take an injury here or there and and not end up going from winning the league to losing it by 25-odd points. And I guess they knew... Sorry, Jesse. I mean, they go to like, you know, League Three teams in Argentina so that they can funnel players. So they have this like enormous um, uh, pocketbook, whatever, but it's not as ethical or straightforward as just, okay, let's buy somebody to replace David Silva, which is a problem. Yes, you're saying all the sort of splinter teams, they've got like Melbourne City and. Yeah, New so, York City. Exactly. So if that if their plan is like, okay, great, we're gonna take somebody from you know Rosario's youth squad and put him in New Zealand for two years, well, that's gonna take a while, and it's gonna take a shit ton of money. Sorry, um, and it's you know skirting the edges of ethics that nobody really cares about. I mean, plus they must have known for quite some time that Vincent Company was leaving. So they had all last summer to get themselves a, a decent centre-half as well. They going to leave too, but who's coming up on that pipe? I mean, that's going to be, that's a huge loss. Yeah. yeah. Were they right. really in a position to recruit? Because aren't they in trouble with UEFA for, for financial fair play rules anyway? But I think that's this why is they're not going to be in the Champions League. I think they're... No, that would be overturned. That was also, that was old stuff, not present not stuff. I, I think it was as straightforward as them not not them, them them not seeing at the time value in the market right i suppose the alternative because is there's what, no think, value in the market the alternative was what 80 million pounds in on to buy harry Maguire. <laughs> yeah no fair enough go say some nice things about christian pulisic that was a lovely goal wasn't it yeah, he could have had two more. Yes, uh, yeah, that one clear for the line, didn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. he's just back from an injury, isn't he? Yeah. Um, okay, so we also I completely forgot about the fact there were other Premier League games yesterday. So Burnley beat Watford 1-0, and then 
Southampton lost 2-0 at home to Arsenal. Uh, Eddie Nketi and Joe Willock uh, with the goals. Justin, do you want to talk about Alex McCarthy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine people have seen it, but if you haven't, he was had a ball played back to them, him and he went a little bit casual, Dan, and passed it far too close to, to the Arsenal player and passed it directly to him, in fact. I'm sure he just wished the ground would open up and swallow him whole in that moment. But if any time you're glad to be playing in an empty stadium, it would be that. Have you ever done something similar? No. So that's a, a sort of complete freak thing to do. Not that you're admitting to, anyway. Well, there's just, there's no way anyone could ever find video evidence if I have. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know, but Ty Gwendezi, because um, Mikel Arteta said, quote, unquote, squad management, which it perceived wisdom is the fact that he was deliberately dropped after Saturday's antics. Um, what do you make of that? Just take Arteta at his word, right? That you, your people are adding a narrative to the fact that a guy that he didn't want a guy to play three games in seven days. Is that you think it's all it is? Well, there's been plenty of other other changes in 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 other teams around the league where players haven't high profile players haven't played in games. Um, I don't see why people are just taking two and two and coming up with five. Okay. Is it not funny? That's because some of us can't do math, Adam. Yeah. We went to school in America, Adam. Not, not sure. If so it was one of those fancy schools you have to pay for. <laughs> we, we call those private. <laughs> us, for us, that's the metric system. You know, two <laughs> gallons plus two liters equals five miles. <laughs> okay, so the top of the table is um, Liverpool Corsa, six points, Manchester City on 63, and then it gets a little tighter for the fourth place spot. So Le- Leicester on 55, uh, Chelsea 54, and then Manchester United on 49 points. Uh, of course, there's all that important Manchester City um, UEFA rule, which Justin was talking about a second ago. So fifth might be good enough. Uh, not many Premier League fixtures this weekend. So Aston Villa are taking on Wolves in the Tony Daly derby. Um, Aston Villa drew at Newcastle. Uh, and Wolves are looking for their third straight win. They've had a, a pretty good return from lockdown, haven't they, Emma? They have benefited from that break more than anybody else, considering they started playing their season like this time last year. Yeah. Because they had to qualify for the Europa League, didn't they? So they've been playing yes. for basically a year. So this rest um, has probably been their first decent yeah, break, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, they needed that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Ali, uh, apparently um, 11 times this season, Adama Triori has assisted um, Kimenez. Uh, they're not a bad combination, are they, for your fantasy team? Yeah, it seems to work quite well for them. Um, I think the... The, the resurgence of Priori's like finishing of like final third ability seems to have come on really well this year. So I think the the coach at Wolves have definitely done something right. He's he's looking a more much more finished article than he was really last year. Was it last year he was still in the championship at Middlesbrough, but he, he seemed to all just be all pace and but he seems to have added a wee bit more to his game, especially before before lockdown. Just at that latter, st- latter stages there, he's such an important player for Wolves now. Um, and, and it must be scary being a fullback playing against them. Like, such raw pace and strength. Liverpool have been linked with him. Yeah, I, I think he'd be a fun signing. Seems that type of player that Klopp would like. Um, it'd be a good squad option regardless. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the front three. But, 
He's like a sort of X Factor, isn't he? Everyone knows what he's about, but you don't quite sort of know what to do to stop him. Yeah, I mean, even wait, was it when did they play Man? Remember when they beat Man City three one? Even like, Boxing Day was two one, wasn't it? Even Kyle Walker was like terrified. Yeah, the pace. You know, it's just as you see this because there's no skill involved. Like really, well, not. You know, he's not like a, a flare player. It's just literally knock that ball, that five ten yard. If you're playing against a one of the top end teams, apart from a, a, a Mourinho Spurs team, um, there's always going to be space in behind. So even if he's coming off the bench for twenty minutes, he's always going to have that danger threat that there's not really much you can do about. It. It's just whether the end product comes from him to make it worthwhile. He's Spanish, isn't he? Emery's they didn't talk about the national team for him. Jairi? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he was called up, wasn't he? Was he? Okay. I think he did. I think he got called up yes, last year. Oh, okay. I'm sure he was. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, for Aston Villa, they beat Wolves already in the League Cup this season. Um, and another thing to say about Aston Villa, they are the most fouled Premier League team. 411 fouls they've been on the receiving end of this season. <laughs> Uh, which Jack Grealish was on the receiving end of 35% of them. So it shows they have an attacking threat there, doesn't it, Jesse? Yes, it shows that I have to take a while to find the mute button. Yeah, I think Jack Grealish, I hate saying this, but he's actually good. I like uh, him. I do, I, I do. There's something just like, but he, you know what? He's fun. Like he's he's just fun to watch. Um, and I think that there's like a style there that he brings. Um, and he's been linking up more than they have in the past. Like he, he is finding his teammates, I think, in ways that they were missing previously. Yeah. And you know how I feel about a man with a braid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, Adam, so Wolves have got six clean sheets in the last seven friendly games. What do you reckon it's going to go? Aston Villa rubbish. Yeah. It's, it's for <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, okay. What else have we got? We've got um, Watford versus Southampton uh, as well this weekend. So a win could take Watford four points clear um, at the bottom three. But again, Justin, I get the impression that they're they're good, but without I think I get the impression they're better than what their results belie. I think since Nigel Pearson's come in, am I wrong in thinking that? No, I, I I don't know. I don't know that you're wrong. You might be right. They they're a side that have not benefited from the extended break. They they were were getting some points in the post holiday period and and obviously have not uh, returned to any sort of form. So uh, I, I don't really I don't really know how this one would will go. But it's getting very serious for the teams down at the down at the bottom end now. Um. If Ben Foster plays, that'd be his hundredth consecutive start in the Premier League. Something only uh, eighteen other players have done. Decent goalkeeper and a good guy. Yes. Are you gonna make Adam name all those players? Adam, can you name the other eighteen players? No. <laughs> <laughs> can you lie and name those other eighteen players? I can Google them. <laughs> That's a different different question, though, isn't it? Um, okay. What I would say about any of these games that should should be looked at is we talked about like the possibility for 
for this the break and coming back and how it might affect teams at the bottom. Well, the bottom five teams, they've all, I suppose, there's opportunities here for all of them, right? And between the five of them, and they've all played three games and scored three points as a collective with no wins. So it, it's a desperate race for the bottom of who wants to get relegated at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think any team that survives won't be down to them being good. It's down to the fact that the other three teams are just so terrible. Um, but Ali Watford have won four of their last seven at home in the Premier League, including wins over Manchester United and um, Liverpool. Are they down? Or are they? Are you, do you think they could be one of the ones that go down? I, I don't think they're not in the bottom four, are they? It's Norwich. Look, where Watford? No, what? <laughs> Watford is 16th, one point above Villa, yes. and West Ham. Okay. I, think, I, I, I do believe the bottom three, and if you include West Ham in there, none of them have looked interested since we've come back. Like, they just, they're playing like they don't care. Uh, where Watford have got a little bit about them. Um, same with Brighton, Luke okay as well, who are just above them, but since what's the manager's name at Watford? Nigel Pearson. Pearson. As I think you mentioned it before, the, the points total he's took from the games he's been in charge, you know, has, has been impressive as much as he was mocked when he when he took over. Um, I, I don't know, I just feel they've got a little bit more about them performance-wise, at least, just now, that could see them, but this game's obviously massive at the weekend for them as well. Just even for that mentality stage, if they can pick up three points um, with Villa playing in the FA Cup, so they'll always be chasing those points. Oh, we all agree Southampton safe their 10 points clear of the relegation zone? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. OK. Uh, and then Monday night's game is Crystal Palace versus Burnley. Um, you won't be surprised to hear that's the one that uh, Amazon were left with at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Anyone... want Burnley to get relegated now, don't we? Uh, I think so, yeah. Well, I didn't know, because the, the club have been very good in their response to this, haven't they? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we spoke about on Wednesday in the in the midweek show. Um, the, the, the I think it was Ben Mee who came out and did the interview right after the game, yeah, handled it carefully. Every Burnley statement that they've brought out, um, even, even Dyke... Uh, Dyke. Deitch, his, his interview on it. You know, like, everything they're saying has been top-notch. It's, it's kind of hard to put any blame now on the club as such. Do they know who did it? Yeah, yeah. he's fired from his job now as well. And his girlfriend's been fired from her job as well. Yeah. I think, I agree, Ali. I think that Ben Mee, both, I think both for him and the journalist who asked him, um, good for both of them. Yeah. Um, and the, the, whole, the journalist didn't ask him. The journalist asked him about a, a question about the football match and Ben yeah, Mee went on a, a different question. Really? Yeah, don't give the journalist any credit. I will not then. Um, I, I think the journalist brought it up straight away is the first question. Yeah, I did. Uh, he asks him He asks him a question about the match and Ben and ben Mee actually says he doesn't want to... He's like, yeah, we can talk about that all we want, but more important things happen. Oh, that's, that's even better from me then. So I think Burnley are, are well... Like not, yeah, no, they're not. There's no blame to that at all. No, I, I think you're right. Okay, uh, all right, okay. So um, that is the Premier League. Does anyone got anything else they want to talk about in the Premier League? 
what one question since I asked all the midweek guys just on the subject of Wolves. Wolves are like my new fun second team just now. Do we think they can make top four this season? No. How far are they behind? They are five oh, points moving. off of fourth place. Oh, I mean, going around fifth might get you. Fifth might get you Champions League, and they're on goal difference with Man United in fifth. But Man United are actually quite good now. Yes, is it twelve unbeaten? Um, I mean, obviously nothing's nothing's impossible. It's like your seven games level on. Le- I, I still think Leicester could continue to drop like a stone. Yep. I'm not sure. You, can they make up six points on them? I don't know what the fi- I don't know what the fixtures are like, Ali, to know who yeah. plays who and sort of how things play out. But I would say it's highly unlikely because I think that if anyone was to make the top four, I would I would back Manchester United ahead of Wolves myself. Would you like to know who Wolves have got left to play? Yes. Okay, so they've got. Um... Aston Villa this weekend. Then they are at home to Arsenal, away to Sheffield United, home to Everton, away to Burnley, uh, home to Crystal Palace, away to Chelsea, and then I think that might be the last game of the season. Yes, that's the last game of the season. They could get a lot of points out of those fixtures. Yeah. Yeah. Last night was a massive result for Chelsea. Like, forgetting, obviously, the Liverpool league stuff. That's a massive three points for Chelsea. Yes. For that top four. Well, if, if it... Plays out as it does. What could be interesting is last game of the season is Leicester versus Manchester United. Wow, as is well. Okay. That's four teams like against each other last game of the season who could ultimately still be in the hunt for that fourth place or fifth, depending on like if any sort of bands held up for six. I get the feeling Manchester the day hasn't been very good in the last day of the season, the last few years, but it could be this year. I think. Um, okay, right. Okay, so we'll move down to the championship because there's some key games going on this weekend. So, top are West Brom on 71 points ahead of goal difference of Leeds. Leeds are seven points ahead of Fulham, uh, and then it's Brentford, Forest, Preston making it the relegation zone. Uh, sorry, playoff places. Sorry, uh, Preston last the playoff place on 57 points, and then Cardiff just outside also on 57 points. So this weekend. Preston and Cardiff play each other. That's going to be an absolute humdinger of a game. Uh, West Brom and Brentford are playing now. Uh, and Leeds and Fulham are going to play this weekend. I think Ross is quite nervous, isn't he? I imagine so. So, like, I, I don't think the, the comeback went quite as he, no. he would have hoped <laughs> because it was, it was going quite well. They didn't, Saturday came, they didn't, they didn't play. Um, what was it? Fulham lost, West Brom drew. And you're like, OK. Leeds, Leeds lost their first game back. No, no, but Leeds played on the Sunday. Oh, okay, sorry. On on the Saturday, Fulham had lost and West Brom had had drawn. So Leeds, the comeback was going well for Leeds and they hadn't even kicked a ball at that point. Um, So they've kind of dodged a bullet in the fact that they've dropped these points to Cardiff. Um, I suppose maybe it's a good thing they get to play... they They play Fulham on Saturday, don't they, tomorrow? Yeah. So I think they've probably got the opportunity to put the the final nail in Fulham's coll- you know, Fulham's coffin and then it's just about whether they can see off Brentford. Um, you'd like to think that at, at this point, what are they, five points, they've got a five-point lead on Brentford as things stand with a game in hand. Okay. 
Uh, also this weekend, we've got the um, FA Cup. So Norwich versus Manchester United. the sixth round, sorry. Norwich versus Manchester United, Sheffield United, Arsenal. Uh, Leicester, Chelsea, Newcastle, Manchester City. Anyone got any interest in the FA Cup this weekend? No. Why is it happening? I totally forgot that was still a thing. Why is it happening now? This is Why mental. Uh, he's suggesting it should take place like the Coppa Italia. So it should have gone ahead before or after or... Yeah, I, I would say in a, in this unknown situation where you might not be able to finish competitions, maybe just try and finish one instead <laughs> of trying to simultaneously play two. Yeah. Are they going to have replays? If no. In the first, I don't think there was going to be replays back. anyway. They scrapped replays after I think the fourth round or fifth oh, round, fifth round, okay. which is scandalous, I think. That's maybe a debate for, for another day. What for all those big, all those small talent time teams that regularly make it into the sixth round of the FA Cup? Yeah, for those exactly. Yeah, they those. don't exist. Yes, they do. Who's playing? Who's playing in the sixth round of the FA Cup then, Chris? All right, there are Premier League teams this year, but previously you <laughs> get teams going. making their way. <laughs> you you do get teams making their way this round, this far. Sure. You do. You literally do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Time. That, 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 that time that Cardiff made it to the final and went well for it, it? I'm not sure if you're aware, but outside of the top 20 teams, there are another sort of four national leagues underneath the Premier League, Adam. I don't know if you're aware of yeah, that too one. many. We've been over this. Too many. But they are currently there. And speaking of which, um, there is a League 2 player final on Monday. Exeter versus Northampton. Exeter have been in the, uh, looking to get back into League 1 after uh, eight years... Uh, in League Two, um, they also lost the final in 2017 and 2018, so they're looking to to get back in. Anyone got any horses in this race? Paul Anderson, I think. Ali still plays for Northampton. Mm-hmm. Liverpool legend, Paul Anderson. Oh, honestly, yeah. okay, right. We'll do some bits and bobs of leagues, and then we'll um, sorry news, and then we'll come back and finish off the league. So. Um, Raheem Sterling has uh, come out and said there needs to be more uh, black and minority ethnic managers in the game. Um, he gave a comparison between Stephen Gerrard managing Rangers, Frank Lampard managing Chelsea uh, as um, uh, players from the so-called golden generation who got into top level um management quite quickly uh he pointed to Sol Campbell who's been at Macclesfield and Southend and Ashley Cole who's with the Chelsea under 15s uh saying it's not quite a level playing field particularly when someone found a quote from Harry Redknapp saying he rang up Mel Morris at Derby and said why don't you give my nephew Frank a go and then Mel Morris immediately gave Frank the job uh that doesn't look too good um Justin do you have I think you have the Rooney rule don't you in America would that work we do would that work in this Uh, situation I think that I don't. I don't know if it would work, but but uh, just having such a thing would would force um, it, at least you know it, at least a nod towards compliance. I thought that was interesting was Frank Lampard's response to that, which was basically, "Well, I I just worked harder than everybody else," and it's just another example of how I'm sure he thinks that uh, it's just that the people who benefit the most from power imbalances are the least likely to recognize that they exist either willfully or just out of ignorance. But um, he really, if he genuinely thinks that's, a, I, I've worked harder than everybody else and I deserve this from the go, maybe he has, but but others have, have not been given anything close to the same consideration. I always go back to the example of Ricky Hill at Luton. Um, he and Chris Ramsey were the first black management team of a, of a football league club and they were given three months at Luton 
um, and the results weren't even that bad. And they were they were shown the door and have never been given a chance anywhere else since then. So it's good on Raheem Sterling, who I think continues to to prove there's a lot more about him than than just being a footballer. Same with Marcus Rashford. I love to see the younger generation of guys sort of trying to drag a somewhat unwilling uh, hierarchy into the into the 21st century in these matters. Anyone got an issue with anything um, Sterling said or suggested at all? I don't think he's got not got a point. Or I think that just adding on to what Justin said that um, you know people, whoever they are, may have more experience, but that also comes because they have more opportunities because doors are open to them. So it is a systemic issue that you know we need to start making more opportunities available at every single level so that by the time that the job opportunity is open at the highest level, everybody is on the same you know, foundation. Okay. Anyone else got anything to worry about on this? Not, not without causing controversy and getting in trouble. We still have <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave it at that. You can cause controversy, it's not a problem. No, do you know what it is? Like everything Sterling said is one hundred percent right, but I think he's let himself down when he starts talking on racial issues after the whole Bernardo Silva incident last year with his own clubmates. When it was fine to make racial jokes, when it's it's between friends. So unlike Rashford, the way Rashford's gone about his sort of stuff and and other stuff, just just before everything happened at City, Sterling went on such a great not tiny tiny's not the right word, but he went on a great mission to try and like positive spin on and things and and make it you know the young black men like you know, all the news clippings remember with the with the young players and how the media portrayed them and all that and then obviously the thing came out with Bernardo Silva and the blackface tweet with uh, Mendy yeah. and all of a sudden it was okay because they were teammates and friends and you're like well it's it's not okay it's, it's the whole reason we're trying to educate people to be to be better and to be different and then you're seeing that young role model saying that's fine I just think, again, everything he's saying is, is great, but just little things like that annoy me with, with Sterling, where it's, it was like showing his immaturity with that, just that little piece that's annoyed me. Okay. I can't remember him saying anything specific about Bernardo Silva. So, you know, you might be, um, yeah, you might know more than me. Sterling himself come out and, did, I don't remember Raheem Sterling coming out and defending what Bernardo Silva did. It wasn't so much defending, but he just said it was just a joke. He put a, I can't remember if it was a Twitter post or a statement saying it was just a joke between friends. Um, okay. There was no malice intended sort of thing. Okay, fair enough. But, but that does bring up a bigger question, which is what's the matter with all the Brazilians in the Premier League? What's wrong with them? They're Who's... all mental. All of them. Everyone. <laughs> Maybe a topic for another day. The brilliant players. There's yeah. something wrong with all of them. Yeah. Look at their president. That, um, this is a, definitely a topic for another post, but there is an entrenched culture of homophobia and misogyny that runs rampant in Brazil. To their credit, some people are working against it, but their current fascist president, and I'm looking at you, Lucas Morda, like, that doesn't help. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, Emma, mm -hmm. what is going on with Artur and Miralem Pjanic and Juventus and Barcelona? Oh, oh, you mean Artur, Emma, who said that um, the woman who accused Neymar of rape was just looking out for Instagram followers, speaking of Brazil? Uh -huh. That yeah. one. Go. There's <laughs> a thing about um, 
it's not just Brazilians in the Premier League. It's all of them. <laughs> They're all like that. Every single one of them. Uh, well, last I heard, Artur is in the squad to play against Celta Vigo at the weekend. And he, apparently he's going to play. Um, but he has been given permission to... Um, he has been given permission to um, have a medical. That's what I was thinking of. He's going to have a medical in Turin. Okay. How do you feel about losing Artur or gaining a Pjanic? <laughs> uh, I'd rather we just sold him uh-huh. and not got Pjanic because we don't need him. He's another player who's over 30 and it's a waste of money. But we need to balance the books. So and, unless he's not going to let him take free kicks. So. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Jesse? Um, <laughs> I think that Artur is a liability. He's also not that necessary or good. Um, yeah. And I think we should talk about Ricky Pugh and how he looks like he's seven. And every time he walks into the pitch, I wonder how somebody let their small child come on to play. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we need to actually look closer to home. And start talking about the crazy South Americans that I can see right now, as opposed to just slagging. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, uh, I said to somebody when he came on that uh, Ricky Pooch looks like he's going to be asked for ID for every yeah. year of his life. <laughs> he is such a baby. He's so cute. But you still got like people are still you know Rakitic is still performing mm-hmm. and you still have enough players at different levels. Like, why do you need Artur? He's just not, he doesn't add value. He's young. Some he is, he's still 23. Um, but he's not. technically very gifted, but he mm-hmm. can only play 70 minutes of a game because he's not fit enough to get through 90. Right. Um, He's a lot of passing sideways or backwards and not forwards in any sort of attacking manner. <laughs> he's injury prone. He's injury prone and he's not, he doesn't add the kind of, I think, team-based play that Barcelona, if they're going to keep going this way, are known for or look for. You see him yeah. just towards goal, like his own goal. There's a lot of... Yeah. I don't feel bad about selling him. I think if they need to balance the books and we've got to sell someone, he's probably got the best market value for what we need to balance the books. Because <laughs> nobody's going to pay $80 million for Rakitic. Aww. Because he's 33. <laughs> nobody's going to pay that much for anybody else we have. Um... Is it crisis? <laughs> yeah. It actually officially is, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think the crisis should be... Like, it seems to me that um, Testagen can't do math because I'm sure I saw him in an interview say that all that, all that Barcelona need to do is win their remaining games and they'll win the league, even though... Yeah, even though... My, my understanding is that's not true. Yeah. I think, does he forget that, that we would lose on the head-to-head? Because yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go to goal difference or anything. It's the head-to-head which we would lose on. <laughs> hey, speaking of head-to-heads, um, Rebecca Vardy is going to sue Colleen Rooney. I am all over this. If ever anything should have a <laughs> Netflix documentary, it is this. I would be all over this. 
so this goes back didn't, to you. Didn't Gone. Colleen sue her first? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What is that? What is what? Do you, do you remember just five seconds ago when you claimed to be all over this? <laughs> <laughs> I've asked you one the, question about the, the facts. The merest <laughs> scratch at the surface. Okay, I'm all over the upcoming court case, is maybe what I'm. <laughs> and what's this one about? So, this is, this goes back to, honestly, this is the best detective story you've ever heard. So, um, Colleen Rooney, has, as well as having a sort of huge Instagram account, has got a very own sort of personal one, she has to close friends. And she would post stories on there that would then get leaked to newspapers. And she had her suspicions as to who it might be. So she blocked everybody on her Instagram apart from this one person. And she was still posting stories. And well, no, she started posting, still getting leaked. She started posting fake stories. Yes, exactly. And they were still getting leaked. And so she released a statement, uh, a cleverly worded statement, because at the end, she never said, it's Rebecca Vardy. She said, it's Rebecca Vardy's account. Right. This is why I don't understand where I don't understand how this lawsuit doesn't have any legs at all. No, exactly. She, um, oh, she's just that's amazing. <laughs> just imagine doing the kids' homework and then getting them ready for school and then hoovering and then sort of having time to sort of do something like this as well. It'd be brilliant. Uh, what else we got? Oh, um, what? I just don't think that Colleen really does that much hoovering. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's got seven children to do that for her. Exactly. And lots of vacuum cleaners because Wayne Rooney famously sleeps with a vacuum cleaner on because he needs white noise to be able to sleep. Yep. Right. I definitely didn't think you were going to end that sentence with, <laughs> with vacuum cleaner on. <laughs> uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm what? sorry, Adam. What? He does what? He just puts a vacuum cleaner on and then goes to sleep. White no, noise. he... The, Maybe that was young Wayne Rooney because he's he's turned into a relatively well-spoken elder statesman. Of, does is he not aware of the existence of of iPads and smartphones? You don't need a, a vacuum. I, that's I, that's I thought it was a hairdryer, to be honest, but yeah, that's even worse. Oh, no, vacuum. YouTube that. Uh, a hairdryer seems dangerous because that could overheat. It yeah. produces no, you're right. heat. Yes, you could pull it on cool, I guess. So, oh, dear would Wayne. you like a? This is from the Manchester Evening News. Wayne Rooney has joined the ranks of soccer oddballs by revealing he can't get to sleep at night unless there's a vacuum cleaner working in the bedroom. The 20-year-old United star confessed his bedtime work okay. from, <laughs> from his autobiography. He revealed that if there isn't a Hoover or a Dyson to hand, he turns on fiance Colleen McLaughlin's hairdryer instead. He says, I ruined so many hairdryers by letting them burn out. Colleen hates it. She won't let me turn on a vacuum cleaner or a fan, not when we're together. There we go. So I might in. say more about me, but I can remember a fact that came out about Wayne Rooney from 12 years ago. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> so many questions, go on. I, I don't even know where to start. Like, why? And where did he go to school? And and where did he put the vacuum? And what? He put on an exceptionally clean patch of carpet. <laughs> My wife has to get to sleep with the telly on. I do, too. But that's not a standing, movable, and potentially dangerous appliance. <laughs> With moving parts and yeah, yeah I mean, uh, wow. Yeah, but he go. was young. It was there was twenty something Wayne, so he's he's moved Different on. Different sure. Yes, yeah, Steve Jobs yeah. hadn't unveiled the iPad at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Uh, Australia, um, a combined Australian-New Zealand uh, bid beats the Columbia bid 22.13 to host the Women's World Cup in 2023. Jesse, you're making shapes. You happy? I'm excited. I'm not going to go to Australia because of the aforementioned spiders, but I will 100% go to New Zealand for this. <laughs> New Zealand have the spiders as well. Play on her home territory. This is despite the um, best attempts of UEFA to uh, vote on block or en masse for the Colombian um, bid, despite the fact that the UEFA's own evaluation report was sort of by far and away indicating that New Zealand Australia's bid was the best. Um, and FA chairman Greg Dyke uh-huh. refused to take a phone call from uh, the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern in a bid to try and boost their bid. That's because... That's very nice. Phone calls don't get you anywhere. It's watches. We all know that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay. Um, what else we got? So, uh, Vojvodina beat Partizan Belgrade, uh, managed by Safa Milosevic, on penalties to win the Serbian Cup this week. Um, Come Vodvodina... on, Chris. We did so well to stop this nonsense last week, and it's one week and you slipped back into it. This is domestic trophies. So, Vojvodina were 2 up uh, after 80 minutes. Um, Partizan boards back to 2-2 and then uh, lost it on penalties and Benin Sakhin are back in the Israeli Premier League um, they are the biggest uh, Arab club within Israel uh, they are back in the Premier League next season which means we get the uh, fun that is Benin Sakhin versus Beitar Jerusalem Jesse you're shaking your head that's going to be a it's nightmare it is but it's a fantastic game to watch though if you get the, if you get your stream for it it is great fun uh, right Adam don't worry familiar territory uh, Spain um Real Madrid are top Real five. football. No, Real. No. Honestly, I have to that teach means Royal, but carry on. <laughs> what? It's not Real Madrid. It's, it's all like... right. Give him another five seconds to name another club and it's going to go downhill very quickly. Uh, are ahead uh, of Barcelona. Um, in third place is one of their rivals and in fourth place is Sevilla. <laughs> Uh, so this weekend, Sevilla playing Valladolid, um, Celta Vigo playing Barcelona. How's it going? It is no, no. Okay. Espanyol playing Real Madrid and Atletico playing uh, Daniel Alaves. Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> Confident, Emma? Wow. That was great. <laughs> Uh, no, we'll probably lose because uh, Liverpool legend Iago Aspas plays for Celta Vigo and of oh, course he'll he? probably score. He's doing well, isn't he? Or he has done well. He is, yeah. yeah. What about the other results? What do you reckon? Uh, I think that Real Madrid will absolutely hammer Espanyol into the ground. Yeah. Because Looks... they're definitely going to get relegated. They won last week, didn't they? No. Espanol, didn't they win? I thought they... No, they lost to Real Betis last... yesterday. No, at the weekend, sorry. I thought Pretty they sure they lost then as well. You're probably right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure, actually, but I think they did. Okay. Anyone want to say anything on Spain? It's a fabulous league. Best league in the world. <laughs> Farmers League. Same two leagues, Farmers teams win it every year. But the thing that was interesting, I think, found more interesting about Spain is that it, the title race wasn't really being... It was this whole race for the Champions League that was being bigged up that's fallen apart dramatic, dra- drastically, right? It's done. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, Sevilla are probably going to get that place. 
Farmers League. Um, <laughs> yes, Chris. What's wrong with farmers, Chris? You're from Cornwall. That's very true. Salt of the earth. No one quite. No one backs up the dual carriageway uh, quite like a farmer. Uh, okay, right into Italy. Juventus top on sixty-six points. Lazio were lost in the week to Atalanta. They are on sixty-two points. Um, Inter on fifty-eight. Uh, who might be getting Hakimi? Um, I don't know if you saw that today. Uh, yeah, but apparently he has said on Instagram that that is fake news. I'm not surprised. Must be an absolute lunatic to want to go to Inter. But mm-hmm. um, and then Atalanta on fifty-four points. So this weekend, Juventus playing Lecce right now. Uh, Lazio playing Fiorentina. Uh, Parma into Udinese, Atlanta. Maybe the game of the weekend is uh, Milan versus uh, Roma, though. Uh, into Germany, of course, Bayern are champions. Um, way ahead of Dortmund. And then it gets a little tighter for the ch- last couple of Champions League spots. So uh, RB are on 63 points. Richard Gladbach on 62. And then in fifth place are Bayer Leverkusen on 60. So uh, Bayer Leverkusen play Mainz. RB are away at Augsburg. And Gladbach are playing Hertha Berlin. Um Who's got BT Sport? Yeah, you were wanting to know about the Turkish League then. That's a nod of the head from Ali. Right, so Basekashir are top on 59 points, two points ahead of Trabzon Sport. So Basekashir are playing Galatasaray this weekend uh, and Trabzon Sport are playing uh, Ankara Gucci. And it is the, finally, it is the Athens Derby this weekend as AEK play Olympiakos. A uh, small matter of Olympiakos being just the 19 points ahead of second place. 19's not very much, is it, Ali? Yeah. You'll get, you'll catch up with us one day. Yeah. Can't have total dominance in every league. Fair enough. Okay, right. Uh, that's the, all I've got written down. Has anyone got any uh, other business or anything? Uh, Carlos Tevez said he's going to donate the remainder of his Boca wages to charity. So that's a nice thing an Argentinian did. Oh, that's lovely. Is that a lot? Or is he... Hector Bellerin's going to plant some trees. But he's the most perfect human ever to exist on the planet. And he's not Argentinian, which makes him even better. Yeah. The more annoyed I am that he's not planting a hectare of trees. <laughs> no. Come well, on. He was right there in front of you. <laughs> oh. I'll tell him the next time we talk, Adam. Do you know what? He only said that because he was still rubbish. It wouldn't cost him anything. <laughs> Anyone else got any other business? I'll be a no then. Uh, right, okay, so we are uh, Man in the Post. We are part of the Man in the Post network. Uh, at Man in the Post, you can find us on Twitter, at Man in the Post on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook too and give us a like on there. Um, as you've probably seen this week, we've been pumping up our uh, output. So if you uh, like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on. Uh, Apple Podcasts, you can like us or follow us on Spotify and also on Stitcher and Acast 2 and all our um, podcasts are for automatically in your inbox. If you like what you hear, we'll be grateful for any reviews received whatsoever. Uh, forthcoming podcast will be a podcast probably this weekend to review what we've been previewing. Uh, Ali, are you doing more midweek podcasts as well? Yeah, Wednesday night again. It'll be out Thursday morning, I'd imagine. Yeah, okay, so there's more podcasts reviewing the midweek games. Uh, I think there's also Championship Manager podcasts as well. And Any pieces of me's lined up? Gregor Tom's to come on this weekend or next. I can't remember which one we recorded. But it's okay. getting availability from Ryan. You know how hard that is. Yeah, they have to tell me about that. Okay, right. So, Ali, if they want to follow you and uh, volunteer for pieces of me, which is where they pick their favourite 11 players as long as they're retired, how do they do that? 
it, it might be a bit insufferable unless you're a Liverpool fan for the next few months. But um, Ali Thompson, eighty-four. Uh, Jesse, how do they follow you? They go to Jesse Loesch. Okay, Emma, they can't follow you, can they? No, but they can follow you, Chris. How do they do that? Uh, at M Gabriel Garcia on Instagram. Um, <laughs> just if they follow you, how do they do that? Uh, uh, at keepers underscore union. Okay, and any Liverpool fans whatsoever that want to follow Adam, how do they do that? Um, I've deactivated my Twitter account. That's at MS, Adam SA101, folks. Uh, right, guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post.